Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with the purpose of being God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. family as everyone doing welcome back to another episode of gringo's eternal family's podcast today we are going to continue in the gospel of jesus christ series we are in part 14 of the series and today we're going to talk about what does it mean to fall away or depart from the faith so throughout this series we've established this fact that salvation is eternal Now, if salvation is eternal, why are we talking about the possibility of someone falling away or departing from the faith? Well, we have to talk about this because this is mentioned severally in the scriptures, especially in the New Testament, and it is to our own favor and to our freedom that we talk about this and understand the truth. So it is important first that we know and understand that salvation is a finished work it is a work that god planned it predestined it began it finished and rested from before the foundation of the word in hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 and verse 9 to 10 we are told that and yet his work has been finished since the creation of the word from somewhere it was spoken he has spoken about the seventh day in his words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. So, family, it is finished. What we experience now is simply a manifestation of the finished work of salvation. That being said, God will not lose any of his children unless they were never is to begin with okay in john chapter 10 verse 28 to 30 it says i give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my father's hands i and the father are one beautiful this is such a confident and assurance to us so now that we know this okay let's dive into understanding what exactly it means to fall away or depart from the faith so first john chapter 2 verse 18 to 19 is a scripture that probably many of us have heard it says children it is the last hour and as you have heard the antichrist is coming so now many antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But it went out, that it may be made plain that they were not of us. So let's dissect the scripture, okay? Let's break it down. It says that they went out from us. This means that some way, somehow, they were amongst us, but they went out. But they were not of us, 
so even though they were amongst us, they were not of us. So they were not really a part of us, okay? How do we know that they were never a part of us? It's because if they had been a part of us, it says that they would have continued with us. So we know that it went out from us so that it may be made plain that they are not of us. So you may now ask, who is exactly a day? Like this day, 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 who are they? It tells us that they refers to the Antichrist. So who exactly is an Antichrist? The next verses in first chapter first John chapter two actually tells us it says, Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Father and the Son whosoever confesses the Son as the Father also. So the Antichrist is he who denies the Father and the Son. He who denies the Son does not have the Father and vice versa. The Antichrist is who is against Christ. The Antichrist is he who does not believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, neither does he believe in his gospel. Then in 1 John chapter 2, verse 24 to 25, it goes on to give us a great admonition as believers of Christ Jesus. It says, Let what you've heard from the beginning remain in you. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, then you too will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He made to us, eternal life. This is just beautiful. See, we are encouraged to hold on to very tight, hold on very tight to our faith, which remain in the message that we have first heard. What exactly is this message? What is this truth that we are to hold on to? This is the gospel of Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came to save sinners. He came. He died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day as an assurance of eternal life for us who believe in him. This exactly is our hope this is our faith this is the source of our love we must hold into this message and faith to the very end this helps us to remain this helps us to persevere this helps us to continue in the son and in the father any other gospel that we hear any other doctrine Aside this, it's false. See, Paul actually tells us in Galatians chapter 1 verse 69 that we should not listen to any other gospel. In fact, any other gospel apart from the gospel of Christ Jesus is a false gospel. It is no gospel to us. It's a gospel of death. It is death. There's no life to us at all. So we must hold on to the faith and eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. There are two parables in the Bible in Matthew chapter 13 that Jesus talks about that I believe really explains what 1 John chapter 2 verse 18 to 19 is also trying to tell us. This is the parable of the sower and parable of the weeds. These are two parables that you're probably very familiar with. But let's talk about this, okay? So in um, Matthew chapter 13 verse 1 to 8, Jesus tells us about the parable of the sower. I'm not going to read it in this podcast. I'll employ you to 
personally check that out. But I'll tell us the explanation that Jesus gave of this parable in verse 18 to 23. It says, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed that is sown along the path. And the seed that falls on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When troubles or persecutions come because of the word, they quickly fall away. See, the seed falling among the turns refers to someone who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth chokes the word, making it unfruitful. But this seed that falls on good soil refers to someone who hears the word, understands it. This is the person who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. So we're going to pay close attention to attention to verse 20 to 21 which is actually the one that talks about the rocky ground it says the seed the word the gospel that falls on such ground is received with joy but the seed has no root so it is short-lived it endures only for a while this can be for a few weeks for a few days for a month for years but when distress or persecution comes along because of the word it falls away and there are believers, so-called believers like this, in the body of Christ. They believed vainly. This is what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. That if you do not truly believe the gospel, you believe vainly, okay? So their faith in Jesus is so circumstantial. Their faith changes with times. It changes with the situation. It changes with troubles. It changes with persecution. Again, they are the type that look like they are others, but they aren't because if they were others, they would have continued with us. So now let's consider the second parable that I mentioned, which is parable of the waves, or you might know it as parable of the terrorists. This is spoken about in Matthew chapter 13, verse 21, 24 to 30. It also explains this, okay? So it says, He puts another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the weeds and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the masters of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seeds in your field? How then does he have weights? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weights you root up the weights along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Gather the weights first and bind them in bottles to be burned, but gather the weights into my barn. So again, let's explain and dissect the above passage. This is actually explained in Matthew chapter 13, verse 36 to 43. But I'm just going to break it down a little. You see, the good seeds refers to the children of God. And they were sown by the farmer, who, refer, who is Jesus, into the field 
which is the world. And the enemy, who was the devil, came and sowed weeds. The weeds here refers to the children of the devil. Among the good seeds, again, which children of God. So when the weeds grew and produced, the weeds grew too. And the angels go to to the farmer saying do you want us to pull out the weights and he said no don't pull them out because if you pull out the weights which is children of the devil you might also approve the weights children of God so let them grow together unto the harvest time which is the end time at harvest they will be separated the weeds will be burned in the lake of fire and the weeds will be gathered into the burn so let us not be ignorant. Not all are children of God. Time will tell who is, okay? But unfortunately, some weeds will not even be able to continue until the harvest time. They will fall away and they will depart from us along the way, making plain who exactly is the child of God. So this is going to lead us to consider two very important doctrines for our work as believers of Christ Jesus. The perseverance of the saints and the preservation of the saints. You've probably heard this before, right? As, let's start from explaining who exactly is a saint. Because I've heard many people argue with me that a Christian is not a saint. A believer of Christ Jesus is not a saint. Saint is actually something you have to attain by being extremely holy and righteous. Oh, but they forget that a righteous person is actually a believer. See, so therefore... A believer in Christ Jesus is a saint. God's people are saints. Romans chapter 1 verse 7, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2, Revelations 14 12 tells us this. We are saved by faith. We are also righteous and called saints by faith too. It is not earned by anything we do. It is a gift. So my dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, my fellow saints in Christ Jesus, this is an edification for you. Let's start with the perseverance of the saints, okay? So perseverance, endurance to the hand in the faith shows who truly is in Christ Jesus. Just as we read in first chapter John, first church of the two, verse 18 to 19, telling us, especially verse 19, telling us that they would have continued with us if they were part of us. Perseverance, perseverance is shows who is in the faith, okay? Whoever apostates or fall away was never truly a part of us. If not, they would have continued with us. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14 says, For we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the hand notice it says we have come to share not that we will come to share because perseverance is a proof it's a verification of our faith in Christ Jesus it does not hurt us participation in Christ it is indeed because we are already in Christ that we can persevere and hold on to our original confidence to the very hand Isaiah chapter 7 verse 9 says if you do not stand firm in your faith you will not stand at all the good news translation I love it it says if your faith is not enduring you will not endure what does this mean 
for you as a believer. You must examine yourself as Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. It says examine yourself. Make sure you're really in the faith. So you need to be asking yourself questions like am I truly in the faith? Is my faith enduring? Does my faith in Christ Jesus change with circumstances? Does my faith in Jesus change with every gospel or doctrine that I hear? Am I resolute and unwavering in my convictions and faith? Am I prepared to suffer for Christ Jesus or am I just playing it safe? Examine yourself. Question yourself often. Make certain of your calling and salvation in Christ Jesus. So several in the scriptures, we're encouraged and admonished to stand firm in our faith and dare with patience and joy. We see this in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 to 14, Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 to 23, Colossians 2, 6 to 10, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 to 15, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 to 39, James chapter 1 verse 12, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 14 to 18, Revelations 13, 6 to 10, and I'm sure many, many more scriptures in the Bible continues to encourage us to stand firm in our faith because a truly safe Christian has firm faith. A truly safe Christian has patience, steadfastness, endurance, perseverance to the very end and they do not abandon or fall away from the faith. But those who are not of us never saved and never in Christ will definitely fall away from the facade, from the deception of being in Christ and they will leave us to make plain who exactly is a true child of God and who isn't. But I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to fret thinking that, oh my God, I have to do some work. I have to hustle. I have to make sure that I stay in the fight. No. This perseverance to the very end is not by your own power. It's not by your strength. It is never. This working out of your salvation is not by your power. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 tells us that it is God. It is God who is a work in you. Both to will and to walk for his good pleasure. It is God who has called us and will keep us from stumbling to the very hand. Jude chapter 1 verse 24 to 25 tells us this. You are not alone. Okay. There is this great encouragement in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 to 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin let us therefore approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need is the grace is available unto you to help you stand firm in your faith till the very end approach your father for help
And this leads us into the second doctrine that we must hold on to as we walk and endure on this pilgrimage on earth. And this is the preservation of the saints. Preservation. Preservation. Not the perseverance this time, but the preservation of the saints. And this reminds me... Of one of my favorite attributes of God that I continue to daily hold on to. And this is the faithfulness of God. You see, God is faithful. And indeed, great is His faithfulness. God's faithfulness is a blessing. And a display of His boundless love for us. God will preserve. He will keep His children until the very end. I'm asking you to simply... Put your trust in him, a faith in God's faithfulness. Isn't that beautiful? John 3 16 tells us, He promised us eternal life if we believe in his only begotten Son, and God will not go back on his word. In John chapter 10, verse 28 to 30, it says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand because I and the father, we are one. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 8 to 9 says, The Lord will sustain you. It will keep you to the very end, blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Philippians 1 verse 6 says, I am sure of this, that He who has started a good work in you, we carry it unto completion unto the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 8, chapter 38, verse 30 to 39 says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So I'm asking you to have faith in God's faithfulness and not in your strength to persevere, not in your strength to endure, for it is indeed because of God's preservation, because God keeps us that we are able to persevere and endure in our faith. So a believer may still sin and fall like David and Peter and many of us today. But we never fall from the faith. We never depart from the faith. We never and should never blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, which is the sin of unbelief in Christ Jesus. But we are believers, okay? The sin of unbelief is the only sin that is irredeemable and alienates a man from God forever. So you may ask, as God preserves me, how can I persevere in my faith? One way you can do this is by studying the word of God. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 tells us that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, 
rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you need to know the truth and be set free. Number two, you need to yield to the prunings of God. Partner with God. Grow in your faith. Work it out and bear fruit that remain. Communication with God is number three. You need to pray. You need to boldly approach the throne of God for grace and confidence, knowing that you will receive mercy and grace to help you in your time of need. And encouragement from fellow believers is another way. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 tells us that let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But we need to encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Know that faith sharpens faith. Another one again, you need to stand firm in your faith. As we mentioned earlier, Isaiah 7 verse 9 says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If your faith is not enduring, you will not endure. The message of the gospel shall forever, ever and ever be in your hearts and on your lips. Don't get tired of hearing it. Don't get tired of sharing it. Don't get tired of rejoicing in it. Stand firm and walk out your salvation with reverential fear and trembling. And finally, you must not be oblivious to the fact that false prophets and false doctrines are real. They're out there. They're amongst us. That's not, they are amongst us. They're right there with us. They are weeds among the weeds. So you need to be on your guard. You need to guard your heart. You need to guard your ears. They are so deceptive and destructive of the truth. They make a blatant lie sound so pleasing and convincing that if you are not so guarded and firm in your faith, you will be deceived. Matthew chapter 24 verse 24 to 30, 25 says, False messiahs and false prophets will rise and perform great signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. But be on your guard. I have told you all these things beforehand. So if it were possible, they will lead even the elects astray. They will lead us who have been called and chosen astray. But we are assured that nothing can snatch us out of God's hands and his love for us. But as believers also, we are not called and elected to be stupid and careless. No, we are still admonished and want to stay alert, to be on our guard and to be careful. So again, there is perseverance of the saints and there's preservation of the saints but darling the only reason we can even persevere or endure is because god is preserving and keeping us it is never brought on power because he's working in us we can work out our salvation my darling salvation is eternal because god is faithful and true we can rest hallelujah isn't that just amazing isn't that just beautiful that is so so beautiful thank you so much for listening okay in the next part we are going to admonish yourself and encourage yourself and talk about why we should share the gospel of christ jesus with others thank you so much god bless you and remember that you are eternally loved by god bye bye
Thank you.